Right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Hey, we've got a new friend of this show, Alex Mashoyu. He is from, born in Romania, right, Alex? Yep. And then lived in Libya, Austria, California, Illinois, Wisconsin. You were at at one time a cheesehead in Wisconsin. And finally, you've been living here in West Michigan since 2005. You serve as the COO of Clear Bible, which is a Bible translation ministry. Tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, so we provide technology and biblical data to other organizations that do Bible translation, and it helps them do it better and faster. That's awesome. It's been quite a journey, let me tell you. What is the website for Clear Bible? It's www.clear.bible. Clear.bible. Okay, so the big reason we have you in today is that you have played, you played a strategic role in the the fact that the chosen is actually a thing. Yeah. That it exists. And so, yeah, you sent a message to Dallas Jenkins that inspired him. Tell us about that. Maybe you need a little backstory, but yeah, tell us about the message you sent to Dallas Jenkins. Yeah, so I used to work at Family Christian uh, when we first moved here. And eventually I came into a marketing role and then I became the DVD buyer. And so I was internally known as the movie guy. And uh, when Dallas's movie, What If, uh, came out in 2010, him and I had some Facebook interactions a little bit. And um, it it was in 2010, didn't talk for about six years. Um, The short story is I got laid off from family in 2016. And in January of 2017, my uncle in Romania got sick. And so my mom and I were in Romania because I was unemployed at the time. And um, Dallas had a movie that just came out called The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. And I remember remembering that the movie was out. So I checked online to how it did. And, you know, you guys were talking about failure earlier and pain and so on. And and it really bombed. I mean, it did terribly. Mm -hmm. And Dallas had um, this vision where he had gotten uh, money from Walden Media and WWE Studios was going to give him a wrestling superstar for a six picture deal. And um, the he had complete creative control to make whatever content movies he wanted. And so this was the first of those. And, you know, all of that came crashing down. And I remember reading on my phone and thinking, oh, man, I know this is this is difficult. Mm. And um, was the movie the Resurrection of Gavin Stone? It was. It was a fantastic movie. It was. Mm-hmm. You didn't think it was bad? No, no. The movie was tremendous. It just didn't hit in theaters. It mm-hmm. just, you know, didn't get the the reception that uh, that they were hoping for. So my, my mom and I were walking to the grocery store. And while we're walking, I felt God prompting me to send Dallas a message. Again, we didn't know each other at all to basically say, you know, it's not your job to feed the 5,000. You just need to bring your loaves and fish and let me do the work. Mm -hmm. And I remember arguing with God thinking, I don't know this guy. This is an awfully personal thing to to share with somebody you don't know. And I came back from the store and said, all right, God, I'm going to be obedient. And so I sent him off the message. It was about 9.30 or so Romania time, about 4.30 in the morning in Chicago. And about 30 seconds later, I get a message back. Why did you say that? And I was like, well, because I felt God leading me to. And I didn't know, obviously, but Dallas was up all night writing this debrief of what happened. And it was mm-hmm. like the lowest point in his career. Mm-hmm. And here came this message. And his wife had heard a similar message before that same week. And so it really kind of reinforced the idea that it's not his job to 
determine the outcome of the things that he works on. So it was a real pivotal experience for him. Yeah. So they had heard the same kind of words, loaves and fish, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah. So um, his wife throughout the week and, and one of their head writers um, had been in their devotional time reading about loaves and fishes and feeding of the 5,000 and so on. And then when the movie didn't do well on Friday, so this was actually Wednesday after the movie came out, they thought that, hey, this what this really means is, you know, Friday was terrible at the box office, but we're going to have an amazing turnaround. And mm-hmm. by Sunday, we're going to not be here. And, um, you know, they also had this idea, this, this vision of God doing impossible math. Mm-hmm. And that didn't obviously happen, you know, opening weekend. And yeah. then the the message that he then received on that Wednesday really confirmed that no matter what happens, you're supposed to do your work, give it to God and allow him to multiply it. Mm. That's really good. This is amazing. So you had, you still had Dallas's personal contact information. How did you even find him and reach out to him from Romania on that morning? So it was just Facebook messenger. Okay. I mean, it was the same way when I, when I worked at family and you know, uh, he, he, there was a display of his movie in one of our stores that was empty. He did some interview and I just reached out to him on Facebook messenger and said, you know, here's who I am and so on. And, you know, I had messaged him back in 2010. And I think before the movie came out, after I got laid off, I had sent him another message just saying, hey, I saw the trailer. This movie looks really cool and I can't wait to see what it does. And he had done an interview with somebody that was really neat sharing his heart about this. Mm-hmm. And so I had just communicated with him, you know, two weeks earlier, just, yeah. to, you know, hope this goes well kind of thing. And So take us back. How did this random text that you sent, it wasn't so random because the Lord put it on your heart, but to you, it even felt random because you argued the message a little bit with the Lord. Tell us what it was that God had you send him and then the impact that it had on Dallas. Yeah. So just to, um, just to add something here, I'm, I'm having a really hard time um, hearing you guys say things like, you know, God or, or things about me that I did. And, and, and throughout this whole process, um, I feel like I'm just a vessel and I don't think that I've done a whole lot of stuff other than obviously be obedient in that yeah. little moment. So, uh, but God's been kind of dealing with that. So um, to answer your question, Shauna, the, um, the message that I sent him, um, God said to tell him very directly, it's not your job to feed the 5,000. Your job is to bring your loaves and fish. And so that's literally the message that I texted him. You know, I still have it in, it was actually a Facebook message. Okay. And, um, and so as a result of that, it really was for Dallas, the, the thing that he needed, I mean, God created him to be a filmmaker. His dad is Jerry Jenkins, who wrote the Left Behind series. Dallas is a phenomenal filmmaker. I mean, the, the movies he had made beforehand, he makes super high quality films. And, um, so the thing that he was struggling with is, God, you created me to be a filmmaker, I thought. And here I did what I thought you wanted me to do, mm-hmm. make this movie, The Resurrection of Gavin Stone, and have this future idea. And everything came crumbling apart. And um, so this was a Wednesday. Saturday, I was actually leaving to come back from Romania, and I was in Germany. And I look on my Facebook, and Dallas posted the most honest thing I've ever seen for from anybody in the Christian entertainment industry. He had this long Facebook post where he basically said, you know, um, I've come to the point and the realization that it's not up to me to what the results are. If I feel God's called me to be a filmmaker, but if I never make another movie again, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because as a filmmaker, your goal is always to make the next film. As a recording artist, it's always to make the next record and, Mm -hmm. and so on. And I thought, wow, that's a really honest 
assessment, especially to put out on Facebook mm-hmm. for the whole world to see. Yeah. And uh, so after that, you know, our paths kind of went in different directions. I eventually ended up finding a job. You know, I was the movie guy. Then I was the unemployed guy. And uh, then that summer I found a job at the ministry that I'm working with now, Clear Bible. And uh, Dallas went on to uh, that summer. He made a, a, a short for his church and it was called The Shepherd. And it was about the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. And it was just a short for his Christmas program at his church in Chicago. And uh, that ended up, that short ended up in the hands of some people out in the West Coast. And uh, there was a gentleman named Daryl Eves, who's actually a partner in The Chosen, who saw that and said, this is unbelievable. We need to, uh, we, we need to make a series out of this. Dallas had kind of had started having the vision of, boy, this would be great to make a whole show about, you know, the, about Jesus and how other people interacted with him. So long story short, Daryl got a hold of this, introduced it to the guys at Angel Studios, and they did a crowdfunding campaign to raise money for the show. And Dallas thought, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like, there's no way we're going to raise enough money to do this. And uh, But in the back of his mind was the idea that, well, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. I just need to bring my loaves and fishes yeah. and let God do everything. And sure enough, they did the crowdfunding campaign and they raised almost $10 million, which was unheard of at the time, especially for a Christian property. Mm. And then the chosen was born as a result of that. Mm. And uh, so it was a really amazing story of how God used his gifts and talents and reminded him of the way that he should uh, use those gifts and talents for God's glory. And now, I mean, you see what's going on with The Chosen. It's incredible, the reach that they've had. They actually have a goal to reach a billion unique people in seven, so unique people. So if I watch all seven series, I count as one person. Mm -hmm. So a billion people around the world during their seven season arc. That's awesome. Alex, God, you know, prompted you and you were obedient and you sent him that message and you still have a relationship with Dallas Jenkins. And in fact, he invited you to come to the feeding of the 5,000. Tell us how that came about. So before I do that, let me back up just a little bit. So um, Chosen ended up releasing in 2019 and Dallas had sent me several Facebook messages. Again, we never really talked outside of Facebook and he said, hey, thank you for inspiring that. And and you're responsible for all this and, and so on. Wow. And uh, I remember back in 2021, I had said to him, hey, if you ever want me to tell kind of my side of the story, I'm you know happy to do so. And uh, he, he, he lets me know a couple of days before the live stream for the beginning of season two is, hey, would you want to be on this live stream? And I was flying out for spring break with my family. We were at the airport in Chicago. And I said, sure, I'll I'll do this with you and didn't think much of it. And I'm sitting at the airport in Midway and, you know, I open my computer, I log in and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a hundred thousand people sitting here and I don't really know exactly what I'm going to say. And so, um, you know, that was the first time Dallas and I had, you know, seen each other talking in that, in that way. Yeah. And, um, so I, I did that, and then a few weeks later, my my phone starts blowing up on a Sunday morning. Can I ask you even, I'm going to poke mm-hmm. into that. Absolutely. Did you know at that time when you guys were having that conversation, you're at Midway and mm-hmm. on your laptop and you're having that conversation, did you know the impact? Because I've seen that conversation. I've watched that interview back and forth with the two of you. Did you know the impact that, that you had had on Dallin Jenkins' life and uh beforehand or did, was that revealed to you in that conversation? Yeah. I mean, I, he, he actually posted a, um, in 29, in, in 
uh, anyway, Eric, forget the dates, but earlier that year, he posted a message that he gave at a church in Chicago. Uh, this No, I guess it would have been 2019 when the first season came out where mm-hmm. he shared the whole story of how The Chosen was birthed. And in that is where he shared, hey, this is the inflection point of um, you know everything before I got this message and everything after. And so I had an idea, but certainly being on and seeing him get emotional, yeah. that was like, wow, this is, no, I had, from that standpoint, I didn't know that it made that kind of an impact yeah. uh, on on him. And uh, certainly after after doing that, I saw, wow, this is really... This is a big deal. Yeah. And uh, and then I never I never thought much of it afterwards. You know, so a couple weeks later, they posted it on Facebook and I had a whole bunch of people that messaged me and said, wow, this is awesome. People I knew, people I didn't know. And then I started reading some of the comments that that people were writing about how the chosen impacted their lives and about how this story and about how God can use us you know, in each other's lives mm-hmm. was so inspiring. And uh, so it was it was very humbling to kind of see that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, talk to that person who doesn't feel like God could ever use me. And you were just obedient to send one little message to Dallas Jenkins. And the Lord can take the loaves and the fish and multiply them many times over. So, yeah, talk with that person. Yeah. I mean, if, if you think about we all, if you, if you think back to the story of Esther, how God uh, positioned Esther for uh, a perfect time to take action on behalf of the Jews and uh, she became queen for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have moments in our lives and we all have people in our sphere of influence and we all have experiences that we go through where we are uniquely positioned to take action that God wants us to on his behalf. Yeah. And so any of us can do things with God's prompting that he wants us to do to literally change the world. And mm-hmm. sometimes you see the impact, like in my situation, most of the times we don't this mm-hmm. side of heaven until we get there and we see the impact that uh, the, the kind word, the encouragement, the, the money that you gave somebody or any of those things had on somebody else's life. In the last segment, we wanted to ask you about being invited to actually be on this scene while they made that episode, the feeding of the 5,000. What an incredible opportunity. Tell us about the invitation and then what transpired when you got there. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was again, another amazing God moment. So uh, I had felt God stirring in me to start sharing this story uh, with with others about encouraging uh, that God can use us for anything. And uh, I kind of got busy, put it on the shelf, didn't think much of it. And then I get a message from Dallas on Monday night uh, basically saying, hey, uh, if I fly you out here tomorrow, can you be on set for the feeding of the 5,000? And uh, I was like, wow, that was quite an honor. So this, that was like a really big deal. So um, people that had been planning this for like a year and in order to go, you had to donate a certain amount and you had to pay your own way there. You had to make your own first century costumes. And so this was like a really big deal. Wow. They had so many people that wanted to participate. They had 5,000 there on Tuesday and a different 5,000 there on Wednesday. Wow. So 10,000 people are part of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you did fly down there. Mm-hmm. T- take us to take us into that experience. Yeah. So Dallas and I had never met in person, and so we had communicated, you know, via Facebook and so on. And uh, so this would have been the first time meeting him in person. Mm-hmm. And uh, eight a.m. on Wednesday morning, I'm going down in a golf cart, and Dallas is kind of in the you know the middle of this field. And uh, I didn't really know what to expect. And as we kind of come down, uh, he starts walking towards the golf cart, and he's he's weeping. And he's clearly emotional. And I'm not just saying, you know, 
tears in his eyes. I mean, he's like really just weeping. And um, so I did what, you know, the only thing I could think of is I hugged him. Yeah. And uh, then all, I looked to the left and right and, you know, they've got the behind the scenes cameras like documenting all this for posterity. And uh, I started feeling guilty because I'm like, you know, he's emotional and I'm not. And then what I realized is the reason he's emotional is I started thinking back to five and a half years ago when God prompted me to send this message to him. The message wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I was just the messenger. It was really for him. So for him to, to kind of come full circle and go, here's the guy that God used to send this. It was just, it was very, you know, very emotional uh, yeah. time. Mm. Wow. And the message being the feeding the 5,000 was significant to him because? Because, you know, as a filmmaker, you think your job is to make a movie that's going to get a whole bunch of people interested in in, in theaters and so on, or as, as anything that you do, success depends on what you do. Yeah. But if you think of the story of the feeding of the 5,000, you know, Jesus intentionally told his disciples, go, go and buy food. And they said, but we, we can't, we don't, we don't have the money. And God then asked, um, for the loaves and fishes and God did the miracle, not the disciples. And so the idea that the chosen is where it is, it's really because of what God did. So Dallas and the rest of the team brought their loaves and fishes, created a great uh, story, but it's God that kind of did everything and, and kind of took it to where it is. And so the rest of the day was really strange because I got to meet Dallas's family, the cast and crew, and just real ordinary people that love God mm. and love the chosen and are a part of the chosen story. I mean, there's people there in their 70s and it was like 100 degrees in Dallas in June. And they're there on in this giant field for four hours filming this scene. And so that was really powerful. And and I had these professional extras that kind of came out. They're the guys that stand next to the actors because they know how to do everything the same way. And a couple of them came up and shook my hand and said, hey, thank you for what you did. And I'm thinking, what are you? Well, Dallas had posted on his Facebook that he got a chance to meet me and, and this event. And it was just it was really surreal mm-hmm. because I got to see the power of this story and how it impacts other people. Yeah. And the story behind the story, right, that we're talking about this morning is the fact that when God prompts you to do something, I mean, this was true for you. This is true for Dallas. This is true for me. This is true for Perry. When God prompts you to do something, you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but our job is not the outcome. Our job is just to be obedient. And just to back up real quick, you know, in 2017, you sent this simple message to Dallas after a movie tanked. And you said, what was the message again? The message was, it's not your job to feed the 5,000. You just have to bring your bread and fish. <laughs> that brings us brings it all the way around to, you know, being at the feeding of the 5,000. And he had already had loaves and fish and multiplication on his mind. God was speaking that to him. And so, wow, to be able to, to be a, just a little part, it's, it's a microcosm of life, how we're all just a little part but a little bit important part right. in God's plan. And I, I know, Alex, that it's a little bit of an issue for you that you just don't like all the attention of, you know, because you feel like all I did was send a text. You know, God sent me to send a text and I sent a text. But just on behalf of all those who have been impacted by the chosen, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your ob- obedience to God. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for listening questions or comments, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.